What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. What's up, everyone? Welcome to your Week 12 Waiver Wire Show. Did you know that the Rams running backs face five? Stink. They stink. That's true. But in their next six games, they face five teams that rank 22nd or worse against running backs. And in their next three games, all three teams are bottom six in receiving yards allowed to running backs. Great matchups, bad players. Did you know that Samaj Pirine has had 9 to 13 carries in eight games with the Bengals? And in those eight games, he is averaging 16 PPR fantasy points per game. That is more than Dalvin Cook is averaging this year. And did you know that everyone is injured? And we welcome you a crazy injury report this week. Welcome to the show. Uh, Jamie, on a scale of mm. to how would you rate this week's waiver wire? I don't know which end of the spectrum is better. Um, I would rate it as uh, 8.5. So that's a mm. more of the mm, okay. Uh, if you notice, Jamie's mic having a bit of an issue with Jamie's mic today. We're gonna we're gonna push through it. So sorry about that, everybody. But um, you know, it's fine. The information is what matters. Uh, before we get to all the big news, guys, whew, close game yesterday. You hate to see it decided on a penalty. Uh, <laughs> come on, USA. You got to be better than that. No need to commit that penalty. I, I'm a little sick today. I have World Cup fever. I apologize. I'm very into it. But uh, last night's game was a big Wait blow a minute. Up, and we'll talk about it. Is that why you were not able to go on HQ on Monday? <laughs> no, that was earlier in the day, I promise. Were you too hyped up for soccer that you didn't want to bother joining Jamie uh, and Heath? I only watch USA. I, I don't. I don't. Not the other stuff. I don't mess around with the other stuff. All right. So uh, the news we're, we're tracking: Justin Fields, uh, Matt Eberflus didn't even rule him out. Didn't even rule out him missing the season. That's how vague the injury is right now for Fields. 
Joe Mixon concussion, Clyde Edwards Zeller ankle, Leonard Fournette. We're hoping he comes back. The Denver running back situation with Melvin Gordon released and Chase Edmonds out for several weeks. Mike Williams ankle, Kadarius Tony, Kyle Pitts among the injuries. Let's get to the top waiver wire priorities. Jamie, what's it look like? Who are the top priorities this week? I have it as Latavius Murray, Donovan Peoples Jones, and Samaj P. Ryan as the top three guys. Latavius Murray, Donovan Peoples Jones, Samaj P. Ryan. Dave, what say you? Latavius Murray is at the top. He's the best rest of season player that you can add. I will take P. Ryan next over Peoples Jones. And Peoples Jones is only out there in about a third of CBS leagues anyway. But it's the same top three, just Bengal over Brown. Okay. So this top three is Murray, Peoples Jones, and P. Ryan. Also, Dave pointed out to me that Isaiah Pacheco is. 64% rostered in Yahoo leagues and 44% rostered in ESPN leagues. And he's, you I know think, what our waiver wire stuff would look like if we were on different uh, format, different site. I feel oh, yeah. you would have to, you'd have to team up with somebody to write it. <laughs> it <would> have <laughs> so many players on it. Well, it's like, you know, I, I mean, I, I generally check uh, other waiver wire columns and it just amazes me. Like some of the players that other people get to write about. <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're, you're telling me I have to recommend Richie James when people are saying, hey, go out and add uh, Mike Evans. He's available. We'll drop him by <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, well, who would you rather have, Latavius Murray or Isaiah Pacheco? I would rather have Isaiah Pacheco. Same. Okay, because Pacheco has, what, three catches this year? And over the last two games, Murray and Gordon have combined for, I, I believe, 16 catches. So you do get that little benefit there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if, if Murray's better, but in terms of who I think has more upside, I think it's Pacheco has more upside. Yes, yes. Okay, and uh, what's the deal? Oh, Mike Boone could be back soon. Could return in one week more game, thirteen. So he will come back and he will break our hearts yet again because that's what that guy does. <laughs> Stinker, Mike Boone, and yes, I'm still bitter over 2019 or whenever it was 2020. All right, so we'll get into it. No, no teams on bye this week, but you might want to start planning ahead for week 13 when six teams are on a bye. Um, and if you need to plan ahead, there's a Beat the Waiver Wire episode on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Fantasy Football Today in 5 is awesome. Chris Towers hosts it. It's uh, about five to seven minutes every morning of great fantasy advice. So please check out Fantasy Football Today in 5 anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. And we are going to give away a... Uh, a month subscription to Paramount Plus. So, you know, get in on that. We have 32 likes right now. Now we have 33 because Adam hit it. And, uh, oh, we also have fun polls. Next coach to be fired. Thomas Schaefer. Great, great YouTube polls. Nathaniel Hackett, Josh McDaniels, Cliff Kingsbury, or Lovey Smith. Who's the, this is a tough one. Who's the next coach to be fired? Hackett, McDaniels, Kingsbury, or Smith? Oh. Hackett. Hackett for sure. In season, first year guy. I don't know. I don't know if he gets fired. In, I don't know if any of these guys get fired in season. Yeah. But I mean, Hackett just an unfortunate situation where he's been bad with a new ownership group, so it does not bode well for him. Week eighteen, he walks off the field. He goes in the locker room. Maybe before he takes off his shoes, somebody comes in and puts an axe on him. I voted for Kingsbury because I think he's the only one who gets fired in season. If he gets, I don't think he will. That, that's a weird one, though, because he got a contract extension. So. Yeah. Well, but Hackett has probably a a multi-year contract, right? I mean, he does. But again, it is. these aren't the guys who hired him. It's yeah. also his first contract, whereas Kingsbury's on his second. Sure. 
So he's getting paid more. It's not really, you know, boy, the Cardinals are so injured. We'll talk about, I mean, so injured. Key players everywhere, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, news and notes. I hope you have 45 minutes, everybody. So Justin Fields is day-to-day with a shoulder injury, but he's he might be week-to-week. He's probably not going to play this week. And, it, he, you know, and like I said, Iberflus was asked if he's out, if he could miss the season, and he didn't rule that out. So well, we're hoping for the best. Um, what do you think happens if Trevor Simeon comes in? I have, I have some some stats, but Dave, the impact on the Bears' offense if Simeon takes over? Oh, well, they're just going to take off and become a fantastic offense, the likes of which we haven't seen in our lifetime. It's going to be ugly. It's They'll throw a little bit more. They might trust Simeon to throw a little bit more, but there, there are accuracy issues. There are deep ball issues with him. He's a serviceable backup quarterback. You're not going to feel great starting any Bears players other than Montgomery. I mean, he's 100% going to throw for more yards than Justin Fields. I hope so. so. He could yeah, be I good think it's for Mooney. A benefit for the receiver. Right, that's what I'm saying. He could be good for Mooney. He could be good for Komet. And last year in four starts with the Saints, a running back had seven or more targets in every game. And that was Kamara once, Mark Ingram twice, and Ty Montgomery once. So mm-hmm. they had bad receivers, but um, that's another factor here. So it's it's interesting. Obviously, he won't be as good for fantasy as Fields, but he might, Jamie, uh, you know, he might be good for the other guys on the team. Yeah, I have, you know, Claypool in the in the drop list because he's been so bad with uh, with the Bears. But, you know, he's, he's, I think, easy to move on from until you see something from him. But I think for Mooney and for Komet and for Montgomery, I think it might be a benefit because it's not just the more yards, it'd just be more available available targets, you know, so that the hope would be it leads to more yards because Fields is going to take off and run. I mean, that's the yeah. strength of his game. Simeon's going to stand back there and get pummeled. <laughs> that's the strength of his game, you know, so uh, I think we'll see, you know, more, more opportunities for those guys despite, you know, the uh, inept performances that he'll give you. So, you know, that would be, you know, it's almost like to a poor man's degree, think about how Mooney performed last year with Andy Dalton. You know, I mean, he was much better with Andy Dalton than he was with with Justin Fields. So you know, I, there's going to be more throws in his direction. I got to feel like I, I got to see it to believe it. Um, if, if his best quality is that he's a crash test dummy, then I'm I'm not feeling Trevor Simeon. 59% completion rate over his career, 6.3 air yards per attempt over his career. I I, I don't feel good about starting. Mm. No, but he's going to throw the ball probably 40 times. Justin Fields is he, averaging. He might up. throw the ball 40 times, but he might only complete 24, 25 passes. And that's a that ton would be more, more than Justin Fields. A ton. I mean, Justin Fields is averaging 150 <laughs> passing so yards per game. 150 passing yards per game. It's it's terrible for, the, for everyone involved. It, okay. So Simeon has averaged 201 passing yards per game over his career. So it's an extra 50 more yards per it's, game. He'll be more, but he, there's if you look at that, there's a lot of games where he partially played because he comes in. Okay. He, it's okay. true though. It's, guys, it's honestly true. I did all the numbers this morning. He he gave us 2,000 yard receivers one year in Denver: Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not saying he's going to be great, but you can't get any worse than Justin Fields this year from a passing perspective, just because he. Hundred, they have the worst passing offense in football. The not the worst. They have the lowest passing offense, passing yards per game. Okay, I'm not saying that Fields is bad. I'm saying they don't throw enough and they don't throw for a lot of yards. That's all I'm saying, Dave. Like he will, he will be better in that regard. I am excited to watch their offense, with Trevor <laughs> Simeon. But it's not about that though. It's just about what he can do for those receivers, which will be better. He, he's going to be amazing for them. You're right. The key to unlocking Darnell Mooney is going to be Trevor Simeon throwing. 
35 times. Uh, my takeaway was uh, my takeaway was don't drop Mooney or Komet. No, absolutely. Oh, no one's doing that anyway, though. Well, I think you could make an argument to drop Mooney for for People's Jones. I don't know, you might do that anyway. Yes, that's true. You could drop, you know, Komet. Komet's very streamable, you know, based on what just happened. All right, all right. We've we got a, a lot of show left. Um, other quarterback news. Uh, Matthew Stafford's got the concussion. The Jets could make a quarterback change, and we think it would be Mike White if they no. do. Oh, Flacco? It's, it's, it's hard to, to figure. You know, I mean, everything from the media suggests Joe Flacco. The depth chart says Mike White right now. So I would imagine if they're trying to make a playoff push, it's Joe Flacco. Okay. Um, what else? Kyler Murray may not play this week. He may not play until after the bye week, which is next week. And the Panthers have not decided on a quarterback yet. They have Denver, and then they have a bye. The running back news, Joe Mixon, concussion. Um, Clyde edwards Elair ankle. How long do we think he'll be out? High ankle sprain, so you probably assume four weeks. Okay. Leonard Fournette, are you guys ranking him at this point, expecting him at this point? The report prior him. to the bye week where he was going to return prior after the bye. So, yes. Okay. And is it possible that the Chiefs put Clyde on IR and then forget about him like they did in two games ago when he only played four snaps? They Wouldn't could. be surprising. Leonard Fournette has a hip injury. Oh, sorry. I don't know why I read that. Daryl Henderson. I'm Ron Burgundy. Daryl Henderson was injured. He was dealing with a knee injury before the game, and then he started, and then he left. So that is why he had such little work. Um, the Ravens hoping to get Gus Edwards back this week. Jalen Warren injured. Chase Edmonds going to miss multiple weeks with an injury, with an ankle injury, and Denver released Melvin Gordon. So that's why Latavius Murray is the number one priority this week. Uh, wide receiver Cooper Cup likely out six to eight weeks. Mike Williams re-aggravated the ankle. Rondell Moore left immediately early in the first quarter after a carry. He had one carry in the game. He left first with a drive. groin injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Dorch had a big game. And Dorch has been big and he's given you a good game every time Rondell Moore hasn't played. Yep. Now, of he's course. He's worth adding. He's out there in every league pretty much. You got the Marquise Brown situation though too because he's. George has never played with both Brown. Well, nobody has both Brown and Hopkins at the same time. And that might be as early as this week. Uh, Jamar Chase has a chance to play this week. Justin Jefferson playing through turf toe. He's got a Thursday game. Jamison Williams is eligible to return. So he's on the uh, priority list as well. Wandale Robinson tore his ACL. That stinks. Kadarius Tony left with a hamstring injury and Baltimore hoping to get to Sean Jackson back. Kyle Pitts is on IR with a torn MCL. Jamie, what's the impact here of Pitts missing perhaps the rest of the season, but at least the next four games? I would hope it's more targets for Drake London. You know, that would be the biggest benefit to come out of this because as you have noted, uh, the three games prior to week 11, Pitts had 24 targets over that span. So hopefully those go to Drake London who has not exceeded 40 yards receiving since week three. He has a touchdown each of his last two games, but, you know, clearly he's been limited by this offense. So that would be the biggest boost. There's not a tight end on the roster that you could look at and say, okay, that's the guy I have to have. Uh, the other receivers are just guys. So this would be the opening, I think, for Drake London to, you know, maybe have the Christian Watson, Draylon, Traylon Burks, uh, you know, rookie, rookie kick that's, you know, coming for those guys. London has seven red zone targets and five end zone targets in his past three games. So not only should he see more of those targets with Pitts not on the field, and he did last week, he should also see targets everywhere else. This is the perfect time to get him 
immersed in the Falcons passing game. Uh, yeah, from a fantasy perspective, though, he's about 75% rostered, I think. So is he more of a sure. of no, an ad drop or hold? Hold I think minimum. he's an ad and a hold. You know, I, I think if you are seeing him available, depending on what your receiving core looks like and the injuries, you know, at other positions, then he's certainly somebody that you can consider adding. If he's on your team, I don't know why you would drop him at this point with an opening now to hopefully have him improve. So, you know, while it's been frustrating, I mean, if you've been starting in the last two games, you've gotten at least some reward. So that's the the hope that more production going forward. They're not going to change their offense. But so in, a, in a vacuum or in a blanket, would you drop Drake London for Latavius Murray? Yes. If he's my worst player on my bench, absolutely. How about for Greg Dorch? If I needed a one-week replacement to save my playoff life, yes, I would rather have Greg Dorch than Drake London. Okay. I wouldn't do it in non-PPR. There's another tight end. uh, Jamie, I don't know that you put him on the list. Um, Taysom Hill. They seemed intentionally to really get him involved last week. I was reading about it yesterday. He had nine carries. He was in a lot. They kept taking Dalton off the field. And you know they're not happy with their quarterback situation. They were thinking about making a change to Winston. But instead, they went with this sort of hybrid thing. So just curious if you guys think maybe Taysom Hill is back in the picture. He's 56% rostered in CBS Sports Leagues. I mean, I I guess if you want to go that route, but they're playing the 49ers this week. So good luck to anybody trying to buy into Taysom Hill. Okay. Offensive line news. I won't go through everything, but the big stuff is Ronnie Stanley, the left tackle for the Ravens. Hopefully not too bad there. Christian Darasaw, the left tackle for the Vikings, is not going to play this week. He has a concussion. The Giants lost two offensive linemen on Sunday. Don't know the severity, but they have a Thursday game. The Patriots lost two offensive linemen on Saturday, on Sunday. Um, David Andrews looks like could be pretty serious, and they have a Thursday game. And there are a ton of defensive injuries. I won't get into all of it. Um see the Giants really stood out they got really beat up the uh, Chargers had a couple of key players go out and we can leave it oh and Atlanta lost a defensive tackle take one Graham he's on IR so that makes things better for the running backs going against them and that would be Washington this week Okuda's not playing for the Lions on Thursday is he I would I would assume uh, no I mean he left with a concussion and is playing Thursday so right probably not um, do we need to have a fab discussion here? What do you do? Okay, here's the here's my fab discussion. If you know you're making the playoffs, do you spend on Latavius Murray or do you save it for hopefully something more appealing that comes down the line? You know, he's he's I, I would probably direct the, the conversation more toward P Ryan. I know you're going because Murray has more long term appeal, but you know, clearly he's not as, as available. So, you know, I, I think if you're talking about somebody who's widely available, um, it's probably a different conversation because most of your league is not trying to get him. So, I mean, if you want to say 10-team league, Latavius Murray, do you want to spend money on him? Probably so if you're, you know, looking to shore up your depth. You know, I mean, a lot, a lot of leagues, I know for, for me, you know, I, the, the leagues where I'm going to the playoffs, I, I have a few teams that are loaded, but, you know, most of them are just, you know, my starters are good and my, my backups have been guys that I'm cycling through with the hope that they – improve. So I'll probably spend a little bit more on Latavius Murray in those situations. But yes, I think if you're at the point where you're desperate to get in, this is a the type of a player that you just spend the rest of your fab on because why not? And that's the problem if you're one of those teams that's playoff bound and you just want to, I just need an extra running back on my bench. It, what are you willing to spend for that type of a running back? You're willing to spend maybe 15%, 20%, whereas there's going to be somebody in every league that'll just shove their chips in on Latavius Murray. And so 
don't overspend to get Murray. Let the person who needs him make that happen. I'm not saying don't put in a fab bid on him, but just make it something that's fairly reasonable for you. And, and obviously we don't know everybody's league's situation, but you know, I, all I can see is the roster percentages for CBS leagues. Now, as we alluded to at the start of the show, our leagues are a little bit different than some of the other leagues, which is, you know, our, our site, excuse me, is a little bit different than other sites. Um, but, you know, depending on who's available in your leagues, there aren't a lot of guys available that fall into the must start category or must flex start category that are out there. You know, Isaiah Spiller, maybe you can make an argument for, you know, there's still a lot of leagues where Alexander Madison's available, but how many situations can we see a starting running back go down? And there's a guy that's out there that's going to have long-term appeal. You know, Samaj P. Ryan, sure. Uh, he he's now he's now in that category. But he doesn't but have long term. He doesn't have long term appeal, right? I mean, let's. Well, I mean, we don't know. Probably, you know, but I mean, just thing. just extending it a little further than that. You know, if if Mixon has another injury that that could be worse in a week or two. You know, so when you're looking at these situations, do you want to get Cam Akers, that type of guy? You know, stepping into the lead role on a crappy team. Uh, Latavius Murray stepping into the lead role on a little bit more of a crappy team, but or a little bit less of a crappy team, but you know, at least you've seen production. Mm. So, you know, there, there's, there's various degrees of, of, of how this example plays itself out. You know, like Deontay Foreman goes down, right? Chuba Hubbard's available in a lot of leagues. Is that a good situation? I would say it's probably comparable to Latavius Murray, right? Probably a little bit yes. better than, than Cam Akers. You know, so there, there are those type of situations out there. And what I'm getting at is, like, this may be the best chance for you to get somebody that can have three to five weeks of, of good production. And when I say good production, he's got to score. Unless yeah, like he, 10 non-PPR points right. on a good week. Something like that. This is also a good time if you're if you've let, let's say you've got Josh Jacobs and you want to just handcuff him, you're going to the playoffs. Get Zamir White while he's cheap if you don't have him already. Sure. I mean, James James Cook is is starting to show flashes. He should be rostered. That's why he's on this list. Definitely. Pillar, that's why he's on this list. You know, I mean, you know what to get. You know, if Madison's still sitting out there, you know what he's capable of doing. You know, so there's gonna be a lot of scenarios. It's just a matter of like to what heights these scenarios are going to be, you know, and, and at what point do they become viable options for you like how, how I, i'm hesitant to say drop aj dillon with the chance of aaron jones getting hurt mm-hmm. you're not starting aj Dillon. same thing with cream hunt cream hunt stinks on his own but should something happen to nick chubb he'd be the most added player by far perfect example if you're low if you're just not gonna start latavius murray if you don't need him i'm not i don't think i'm gonna drop kareem hunt for him you know you know because Great. if chubb gets hurt cream hunt is gonna be better than Latavius Murray. Latavius, Latavius Murray, right. I mean, I think so anyway. He I, he has been really bad running the football. I, is it his fault? Is it the line? I don't know. But one way or another, you're talking 3.3 yards per carry and a long of 14 yards. So I guess I need to know, we need to know how you value Latavius Murray. So how would you rank him rest of the season? I'll give you three players. Um, tell me how you'd rank Latavius Murray with these guys. Then we can go even deeper. But Latavius Murray... Miles Sanders, Deontay Foreman. How would you rank them? Sanders, Foreman, Murray. Agreed. Okay, how about Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert? Would you rather have Murray than either one of them? No. I don't think, definitely not Wilson and probably not Mostert either. So we're talking about a a number two, low-end number two running back, basically. Maybe even a high-end flex. Oh, at best he's a number two. I mean, you know, you're, you're when we had this conversation on, on HQ, I, I believe Heath said it appropriately like he's a poor man's James Conner at this point you know you're just hoping for mm. 20 plus touches you're hoping he falls into the end zone you're hoping for 
you know, the work in the passing game to be, you know, something that will sustain him on days where he's running crappy, like he's getting 17 carries for 49 yards, you know. So, like you said, Adam, they've been throwing to their backs. There's still an absence of Jerry Judy right now. The tight end position hasn't exactly uh, uh, ascended to the place we were hoping for with Greg Dolchich. So, I mean, Russell Wilson's running for his life and dumping the ball off. So it's, uh, it, it's a benefit to Latavius Murray. So I don't want to sell him short. I mean, yeah, you know, he's yeah. certainly going to give you production, but it's going to be ugly production, and that's kind of where Connor's been. Yeah. Um, he's a must add. I just, you know, just, just the thought that if you don't absolutely need him, you might not want to spend all of your fab on, uh, on Latavius Murray. Cause there could be a Zamir white or something that comes along later. That might be a better one week player for you. When you get into the playoffs, you know, it could, you're competing against maybe three other teams, maybe one other team for the players. And there could be one just must have guy. It could be a different position and you want to have the fab left. Someone um, will be there. It, right, right. We're definitely going to hit on somebody later. In Happens the year. every we're year, want right? That fab four. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's talk about shallow leagues and deep leagues, and then we'll kind of uh, we'll get into you know just the waiver wire. But for the players that we're not really going to talk about on this show, Pacheco. I mean, he's so rostered in CBS leagues, ninety-two percent. But um, you guys said you'd rather have him than Latavius Murray's, right? Yep. So that puts Pacheco in perspective. But who are some of the guys, Jamie, that might be unavailable for most of our listeners, but available for the shallower leagues or the ESPN or Yahoo leagues that, you know, that people need to go get. I usually look at for our leagues, 85% or fewer. So at quarterback, the two that I saw and they're not pretty for a week 12, but at least they're serviceable. Derek Carr scored 21 or more points in three straight games. Um, Seahawks have given up production through the last four weeks to opposing quarterback. So he can help you in a pinch. Um, and Deshaun Watson should be rostered at this point with uh, one game remaining until he's back. So that's the the quarterbacks. The running backs, um, you mentioned Pacheco. If he's still available, I think he's he's certainly on the list. And then, you know, you start to talk about guys like Elijah Mitchell just as the handcuff potential. Uh, Michael Carter, he's at 83% rostered. I think they'll get back to being more productive offense if they change quarterbacks. And uh, Damian Harris, I thought, ran well. Um, he's at 81% rostered. You know, he had two carries of over 22 yards. So if something happens to Stevenson, you know, clearly he's going to be a, a must-start guy. So now's the time maybe to pick him back up after dropping him. Uh, receiver's a little bit better, you know, just in terms of some guys that could be starters for you. Um, I think, you know, when you get to, uh, you know, Peoples-Jones, as we said, is on the on the cusp at 64%. But uh, Darnell Mooney, I think, is, is worth rostering. Drake London is worth rostering. Paris Campbell, as we talked about last week, you know, should certainly be added. He's at 74%. And then Josh Palmer, a lot of people dropped him with the uh, expectation of both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen being healthy. You saw what happened. He has the best game with those guys on the field, and then Williams got hurt. So um, pick him back up as well. Oh, Josh Palmer. I mean, let's say he's 69% rostered. Let's say he were 64% rostered, and he made your waiver wire column, you know, in the, the main portion of it. Would he be the number one guy to add? I would probably put him behind Peoples Jones if you told me Williams and Keenan Allen were definitely healthy, because I don't know if if Palmer has that game if Williams plays the entire game. Oh and no, also it, whatever. it's all about Mike Williams. I mean, sure. I know they said Mike Williams' injury wasn't serious, but it is a reaggravation of a pretty of a pretty serious ankle injury, and Palmer is just absolute money when he gets eight or more targets. Um, so. You'd still take Latavius Murray and Samaj P. Ryan over him, and Jamie's thinking maybe Peoples Jones. Dave, how about you? What about Josh Palmer? You know, if he were widely available, where would he? Yeah, I'd, I'd make a play for him. At bare minimum, he remains one of the best 
bench wide receivers you could have in fantasy because when one of those two receivers is out, his targets go up. And any receiver that gets eight targets per game has a chance to be great for fantasy. So I, I think if he's out there somehow, maybe somebody dropped him last week, you can prioritize him. I If we knew that Mike Williams was going to miss more time, he might be the priority of the week. He might be the best guy to get. But until we know that for sure, yeah, I think I'd take people's Jones ahead of him. Okay. Um, as far as tight ends go, Dawson Knox, David Njoku, and uh, Darren Waller are shallower league guys that you can go pick up now. We got a really good question here, a player that was kind of off my radar. Should we pick up J.K. Dobbins? He's 56% rostered. And why don't we just make a note? We'll talk about him when we get into running back. So Dobbins could be back fairly soon, and uh, we will discuss him. All right, Dave, how about the deep league guys? We're talking, you know, the to, for the, to the, hey, nobody's available in my league crowd. <laughs> right. Uh, why, don't we start with the, why don't we start with the Broncos running backs that aren't named Latavius Murray? It's Marlon Mack. It's Mike Boone. Boone can't help you this week. Marlon Mack might. He's available in 98% of CBS leagues. We've seen the Broncos utilize multiple running backs every game they've played. I think that's going to continue. So Murray will still be the feature guy. He'll be the goal line guy. Clearly, this coaching staff coaching staff trusts him. I think Mac would be the second guy up if something were to happen to 32-year-old Latavius Murray. Mac would be the next guy up. Wouldn't be a bad guy to carry on the bench. We talked about Greg Dortch. Not sure how many targets he will get once Marquise Brown is back into the mix, but I think that he's absolutely worth adding and just seeing what happens. He wouldn't be my priority. He's available 97% of CBS sports leagues. There are not one, but two chiefs wide receivers that deserve mentioning. And I think people are going to go after them, even in regular leagues, not necessarily the shallow leagues, Justin Watson, 81% available sky more 91% available. Both of them saw a ton of playing time. Always good to have a receiver. That's getting a lot of playing time in Kansas city. Of course, their playing time depends on who else is healthy in Kansas city's passing game and tight end. Look, I don't ever feel good recommending Austin Hooper. Unless, you know, we're just trying to make fun of his last name like we've done for years. Hey, on Hooper. Show. But 89% available. He's been getting some work in Tennessee's offense. Whether or not that remains, I don't know if I feel great about it. Let's call him a touchdown or bust tight end who's good for three catches a game. Good segment. All right, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're giving away a Paramount Plus month, a month of Paramount Plus. And uh, let's get to uh, 200 likes if we can. We're at 132. Hit that like button. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, everybody, you're dedicated, you're loyal, and it's Thanksgiving week, so we're giving things away. We're thanking you for being part of our show, as always, and we're giving up a free month of Paramount Plus, which is really awesome. There are so many great sh- there are so many great shows on uh, on Paramount Plus. So you know, everybody should check it out. Please comment your Twitter handle here on our YouTube chat. Comment your Twitter handle, and our guy Thomas Schaefer will reach out to you. All right, let's do our top three at each position. Oh, I never know what to do here. You know what? Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna read the names. So everybody knows who to get. And then we're just going to go do the waiver wire. Okay. Um, Again, I do this because if you don't have time to stick around to the end, please hit the time codes and jump around at the positions that you need. But Jamie's quarterbacks are Tannehill for this week. Tannehill, Heineke, Brissett, Pickett, Mike White, Bryce Perkins. That's going to be more for two QB leagues. Trevor Simeon. Uh, I will ask him about Mariota and Dalton. Running backs are Latavius, P. Ryan, Jarek McKinnon. How about this for Jarek McKinnon? The Rams have allowed 41 or more receiving yards to a running back in four of their last five games. That's McKinnon's matchup. And then next week, he's got the Bengals, who have allowed four catches to a running back in four of their last five games. So again, it's uh, Murray, P. Ryan, McKinnon, James Cook, Cam Akers, Isaiah Spiller. The wide receivers are headlined by, would be Josh Palmer potentially, but he's 69% rostered. So it's Donovan Peoples-Jones, Greg Dortch, Traylon Burks. I haven't talked about him yet. Traylon Burks, 28%. Jamison Williams, Sky Moore, uh, Demarcus Robinson, always a, a good position, right? Nico Collins and some more. Tight ends are um, Evan Ingram against the Ravens, Juwan Johnson, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, Foster Morrow against the Seahawks. That's why he's there. And the Chiefs... Oh, it's a great week for DSTs, by the way. The Chiefs against the Rams. Get them. The Steelers against the Colts. Get them. The Broncos against the Panthers. You can get them. The Dolphins against the Texans. Get them. Don't use your number one claim, I'd say, on a DST, uh, because you can get one probably the second time around. And the Bucks against the Browns. And Cameron Dicker, the kicker, is our top kicker streamer. Ryan Suckup, Joey Sly, Jason Sanders, and Matthew Wright. All right, with that said, let's uh, talk Let's talk turkey. Favorite waiver wire quarterbacks. Jamie, you got Derek Carr and Deshaun Watson in the check to see if available list. If we were ranking Carr with Tannehill, Heineke, Brissett, who would be your top quarterback this week? Tannehill. All right, you were, you're buying, you were kind of high on him last week. And he came through with 23 points against the Packers, 22 of 25. I mean, uh, there, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He just finds, like, I'll keep saying it. He finds a way to get it done. You know, two weeks ago against the Broncos in a tough matchup, he got you 23 fantasy points. 
with Nick Westbrook Aquina. Then he comes back in what, at least on paper, was a tough matchup against the Packers, and he gets you 23 fantasy points. This time it was Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, Austin Hooper. He found a, a combination that hopefully will work. I mean, you know, this could be a decent trio for what the Titans are as a run-first team to help support Ryan Tannehill. And it's a tough matchup on paper again. But again, I think you just look at it. He's played seven healthy games. Four of those, he scored at least 20 fantasy points. It would not shock me if he's at 20 fantasy points again. So uh, more of a deep league starter for this week because no team's on a bye. And Justin Fields really the only significant quarterback that we might be without. So if I'm the Fields manager, he's the first guy I'm going to get. Um, I switched the order a little bit. I put uh, Brissett second because I think just he may go out with a bang against the Bucs. Yep. Uh, and I like his situation a little bit better than Heineke. Heineke, when I first gave the list, was more long-term appeal as opposed to short-term appeal. And, um, you know, Brissett has done some things with his legs lately. He's scored at least 18 fantasy points in three of, three games in a row. And the Bucks have actually allowed six of seven quarterbacks to score at least 19 points. So we're not talking about a guy I think that's going to be a significant contributor. But if you are the fields manager looking for at least a one-week replacement, Brissett could be... Uh, a pretty decent option for you. And then I actually put Pickett ahead of Simeon as well. Um, he's just right now missing the second touchdown. The Colts numbers against quarterbacks are a little bit weird because as we've talked about, their competition hasn't exactly been great. And it's been more running quarterbacks that have had success against the Colts as opposed to guys throwing for multiple touchdowns. But yeah. Pickett has at least 37 yards on the ground in two of his last three games. So hopefully he can get some production with his legs and maybe find that second touchdown, which will be great. If he does, I think he's a decent option as well. But I think he's not awful. I mean, you know, the, the Falcons have been bad against opposing quarterbacks all season, allowing 21.1 points per game to the position. So hopefully Heineke throws the ball a little bit more. He's just combined for 28 points in his last three games. They're using their run game so well. Uh, so Tannehill was number one, and Jamie mentioned it's a tough matchup on paper. They're playing the Bengals who are fourth best against quarterbacks. There's only one quarterback that scored more than 18 points, and that is Jacoby Brissett, who had a rushing touchdown. But if you look at the Bengals, it's tough to really know how good they are. They have played incredibly easy competition. Um, they did do well against Lamar Jackson. They knocked Tua out in the first half. But the wide receivers they've faced, the quarterbacks they've faced, just they have been you know, blessed this year. Um, so <laughs> so that, keep that in mind. Uh, would you start any of these waiver wire guys over Kirk Cousins against the Patriots on Thursday? What what time is that game? <laughs> oh crap! It's at eight twenty. <laughs> but nobody's going to be oh, watching. Yeah. They're all going to be eating dinner. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Tannehill for sure. Um, oh, wow. Reset for sure. Wow. And Pickett for sure. What over Cousins? Yeah, I don't trust him. That is, if Darisaw doesn't play, forget it. I don't think Darisaw's playing. He's not it's playing. He's been, ruled, he's been ruled Cousins. out. He's been ruled out. Yeah, so it's hard to feel good about Cousins. I would start Cousins uh, over those quarterbacks as of now. Tannehill's the only one that I think I might give the nod to. Who's safer to get you 20 fantasy points? Maybe it is Tannehill, but I think Cousins has more upside. Okay. Um, I'm surprised. Such a Such a detour here, but I'm surprised that um, Traylon Burks is Traylon Burks. But in case people tune out before we get to him, is Traylon Burks a must-add player? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Kenny Pickett, you know, look, George Pickens dropped that. I think it was going to be about a forty-five-yard touchdown late in the game. And if he doesn't, he has a huge game. Um, maybe this offense starting to click, maybe a little bit. So 
If you lost fields, looking for some upside, Pickett's got upside, right? They got downside Absolutely. for sure, but Dave's got some Technically. upside. Technically not feeling he, it. No, I mean, he's got it. The problem is, is that there are other quarterbacks that I think you can feel better about. On and if, if we're just going week to week with the position, which you should be uh, outside of Tannehill, then you don't have to make Pickett a priority. I'm not saying you have to make him a priority. I was just trying to make a make a case for him. All right, so if it's, you're it, look, it's not it's not easy to find a quality replacement option for Fields in the majority of our leagues. You know, you might be able to find somebody better. You know, there there could be a, a other options available, but in the numbers that we deal with in terms of roster percentage. You know, once you get past Tannehill, who's at least giving you consistent production, you know, when you're talking about Percet versus Pickett versus Heineke versus these guys, you are looking for upside. So I'm with you, Adam. You know, I think Pickett has shown coming off the bye, he's played much better. Yeah. You know, and and, and I think it's also Pickens is, is establishing himself as a legitimate threat. Uh, you have Pat Frymuth establishing himself as a legitimate threat. And if they can ever figure out what's going on with Deontay Johnson and Pickens uh, and Pickett, excuse me, then, you know, maybe we're looking at uh, a, a huge game for him you know so i like the setup for kenny pickett taking on the colts in a primetime game okay if you're in a 2qb league would you rather have mike white or joe flacco is it definitely flacco (laughs) it's definitely no i saw it but it's definitely going to be flacco if they make the change I, i again i just think that's the most logical thing if you're the jets because what are you trying to accomplish here are you trying to accomplish somebody who may have upside or are you trying to get stability because if you're trying to get upside it's still zach wilson you know, so Mike White might be the better of the two in terms of what upside is, but Flacco is the more stable of them. I don't, I'm sorry. I really don't want to talk too much about this. I want to talk about wide receivers in a bit, but would you prioritize a Jets quarterback, Bryce Perkins, or Trevor Simeon in a 2QB league? Jets, Jets quarterback. quarterback. Okay. I, uh, you know that okay. Joe Flacco in three starts has more passing touchdowns than Zach Wilson in seven. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Probably has more passing touchdowns. Two 300-yard games as well. Do you know that, though, Zach Wilson is averaging a full yard per attempt more than Joe Flacco? Only thing Flacco did well was throw fifty times a game, uh, right? But uh, and he 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 threw short a good amount of the time too. Two of his three games, he had an, an A dot under five yards, which is what Mike White would do. That's why I think Flacco probably is the best option for the Jets. Is that he's got experience and he's going to manage the game just as well as Mike White would, but he's probably got a stronger arm at this point. Okay, ne- uh, last question on quarterback: Any interest in Mariota against the Commanders or Andy Dalton? Uh, against San Francisco? Double no. Uh, not really. You know, Mariota is intriguing because of his legs, but I, I think that's a tough matchup against Washington. Their defense has certainly played fantastic of late. And Dalton, I still think, is on the verge of getting benched if he has a bad performance at some point during the game. And if James yeah. Winston's healthy, he could get benched before the game. Yeah, it's just Mariota, 19.7 or more fantasy points in four of his last six games. So you take Brissett over Mariota this week? I would. Yes. All right. All right. Let's go to running backs here. Not sure there's a ton to talk about. We've thankfully we've covered a lot of it, but we should talk more about McKinnon for sure. Uh, how about all right? The shallow guys: Elijah Mitchell, Michael Carter, Damian Harris, maybe Pacheco if you're on a different website. But it's Latavius Murray. One. There are a lot of guys if you're on a different website. Yeah. So. Latavius Murray, Samaje Pirine, Jarek McKinnon, James Cook, Cam Akers, Isaiah Spiller. I guess. Uh, who are you ranking higher this week, Latavius Murray or Samaj Pirine? Unfortunately, he has to face the freaking Titans. Um, <laughs> we're so good on defense. And let's assume right now that Mixon's out. 
If Mixon's out, who are you ranking higher this week, Murray or Pirine? Pirine by, by a few spots. Agreed, especially in PPR. Ugh, the catches could be so big. And if he gets to play another game as a starter, it's the Chiefs who give up the third most receiving yards per game. The running backs, they are getting better there. How about, how about the Bengals with a two-game stretch against two teams that they weren't supposed to beat in the playoffs? Oh, last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Titans and the and the Chiefs. Um, yeah, this. I mean, it's great, great games. I mean, these are very excited for these games. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, the matchup for P. Ryan is really bad. Only two running backs have scored a touchdown against the Titans. Barkley in week one. Damian Pierce caught a touchdown in week eight. They have just been smothering running backs. They have given up five or more catches to seven running backs this season, so that is good. But where, I think the, the where only do you way think? Murray is better is if he scores, because I don't think P. Ryan will score. Where do you think P. Ryan comes out in your rankings by the end of the week, by Thursday? By the end of the week? By Thursday. I mean, I have him ranked right around 20. He's like, uh, you know, in that range. I have him 28th in non-PPR. He'll be a tad higher in full PPR. Keith said on the show yesterday that he was going to have him. I, asked, I said, is he closer to 12 or 20? He said closer to 12. So he'll be a little bit more mm. optimistic. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, disappointing game. I mean, it's it's tough to rely on guys who do all, all of their value is in the passing game at running back. And he had just one catch against the Chargers. Uh, as I mentioned, the Rams have allowed 41 or more receiving yards to a running back in four of their last five games. So McKinnon's 48% rostered. And how about Dobbins? Let's throw Dobbins on there. He's 56% rostered. Who would you rather add? Depends on how desperate I was I for a running back this week. If I don't need a running back this week, or if I needed a running back and the only guy that was out there was McKinnon, I would probably just wait on Dobbins and hope that two or three weeks from now, he's able to participate and help my fantasy team. McKinnon is now an injury away from being the guy for the Chiefs in all facets. Give me McKinnon all day long over J.K. Dobbins. All right, that's certainly an angle to take there if you're just looking for upside. James Cook has that upside. He's running well lately, and Naeem Hines is barely yeah. involved. Uh, you want to talk about a lottery ticket, that's mm-hmm. it. Cam Akers, James if Daryl Henderson is ruled out, uh, where would you rank Cam Akers this week against the Chiefs? Uh, low 30s. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what you got from him last week is probably the best case scenario without a touchdown. He has two catches on the season, so it's not like he's going to be involved in the passing game with Kieran Williams, you know, hopefully getting more of a role. And this team stinks, so it's like, you know, 14 for 61, okay. You know, you get a, a, some empty production there. Volume will, will help him if you're desperate, but, you know, I, I just can't imagine that this Rams offense is going to all of a sudden turn into anything productive if Stafford doesn't play with the offensive line concerns that they have. And Henderson stunk when he was the guy. So it's just bad all the way around. Uh, you remember, uh, I think it was Leslie Mann. She played she played John Stewart's girlfriend in Big Daddy. Remember yep. Dave? Yeah. And uh, at the surprise party scene, Adam Sandler walks in. She's like, we wasted the good surprise on you. <laughs> that is how I feel about the Rams running back schedule going forward. Like, we wasted the best running back schedule in fantasy football, on the Rams. And it just sucks. Maybe it helps. <laughs> sure, but maybe. Chiefs, Raiders, Packers, Broncos, Chargers, Chargers in Week 17. I think I missed, I missed a game in there too, perhaps. But um, All right, Isaiah Spiller. Um, what about, uh, should we pick up Mike Boone in a deep league? Get ahead of it? Is he going to be the passing downs guy? Is he going to be the Melvin Gordon? Yeah, I, I would wait till Saturday to make that move if you wanted to make it at all. 
Because he's not right. playing this week. He's still on IR. All right, let's talk about wide receivers here. This is the money position. Check to see if available. Darnell Mooney, Drake London, Paris Campbell. Campbell facing the Steelers this week. They give up the second most receiving yards to slot receivers, although the last two slot receivers they faced, Jarvis Landry and Tyler Boyd, had 37 to 42 yards. Uh, Josh Palmer, we've already talked about. So the ads, the priority list for Jamie is Donovan Peoples-Jones, Greg Dortch, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams. We'll stop there. Let's talk about those top... Well, let's talk about the top three. Donovan Peoples-Jones, Greg Dortch, Traylon Burks. Why... Dorch over Burks, Jamie. Oh, if he starts this week, I think you're getting a must-start player in PPR. I mean, you know, you, you've seen what he's been. He, the first three games of the season, he was 13 or more PPR points without uh, Rondell Moore there. And then he steps in for more, and he has nine catches for 103 yards on 10 targets. I mean, this is the position, <laughs> you know, aside from DeAndre Hopkins in this offense that you want to be a part of. So, like you said, there's the potential return of Marquise Brown and what does that mean and how does it all work together with Colt McCoy? Could be ugly, but I, I think, you know, the hope would be is that they stick Brown on the outside. They keep their slot receiver, whether it's Moore or Dorch, you know, being that guy. And that's a place where Colt McCoy or Kyler Murray continue to live. So I, I think there's more upside for this week alone. You know, this is one of those. So like P. Ryan better than Murray for this week, but Murray clearly got more long-standing appeal. If you want to go the same route with those two guys at receiver, I get it. You know, if you want to say Burks has more long-term appeal than Dorch, 100%. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just looking for who can help you this week and help you win this week, it's Greg Dorch. Yeah. And another thing on Dorch is he does have a bye next week. So you would think Rondell Moore would have a good chance at least of playing in week 13 after their week – no, sorry, week 14 after their week 13 bye. Uh, but Greg Dorch, even if Marquise Brown comes back, remember, there's no Zach Ertz. And that's the short right. target they had. I don't know if and, I said that. And, you know, part of it is, I saw some of this last night, which makes sense. You know, the field was wet. And so guy that slips and hurts his groin, you know, how much they want to put him back out there in a, in a bad mm. field condition situation. Uh, that makes, you know, made sense to me. So maybe, you know, more is not as seriously injured as, you know, the, the, the scenario may, might lead to. So he could return to practice. But, you know, this is a guy that they've kind of handled with kid gloves based on the hamstring injury earlier this season. So, wouldn't be surprising if uh, you know if Brown is able to play and they just say, okay, like you said, Adam, they wait until their bye week. Okay. So the top three are Peoples, Jones, Dorch, and Burks. Um, Jamison Williams, Sky Moore, Demarcus Robinson, Nico Collins. Dave, you can look at that chunk there and, and talk about whoever you want. But Jamison Williams, Sky Moore, Demarcus Robinson, Nico Collins. Robinson obviously coming off a huge game, 128 yards. What do you think about the, the next group? I, uh, I I think it really comes down to what you want. And Demarcus Robinson's interesting because he's had this great opportunity for the Ravens in two of the past three games and seems like he's going to be their number one wide receiver for the rest of the season. But he's just he's so flaky. We don't know if he's going to continue to be A-plus targets a game or if there's going to come a game, especially once the running backs come back for Baltimore, where he he devolves into four targets, three catches, 32 yards. So I'm not a huge fan of Demarcus Robinson. I'd rather take the safety of of what Nico Collins and Zay Jones offers. Justin Watson, Sky Moore have more upside. That goes without saying they're in the right place. But if Juju's coming back this week, that hurts those two. If Kadarius Tony's injury isn't serious, that's going to hurt those two. Jameson Williams is an awesome stash. If he's healthy and ready to go in fresh legs, that could really add a great element to this Detroit offense. And Detroit's been playing well 
uh, defensively the last three games. And offensively, they haven't been bad. They're clearly moving the ball. So he could be a lot of fun. I think if you're a playoff team and you've got that spot to fill and you don't need Latavius Murray for depth and you don't need a quarterback, I think you go for Jamison Wentz, and I bet you get him for less fab than what other players that we've talked about so far. And there's huge potential with him. It's a risk. Could end up busting out. Could end up getting hurt again. But the, the dude can fly. He's tall. He's lean. He's like Christian Watson, but in theory, because we haven't seen it yet, he's less raw. He should be more refined and ready to play at the NFL level than Christian Watson was when Christian Watson broke out two games ago. Yeah. It just... Look at how the struggles of Chris Godwin coming off the torn ACL, Michael Gallup coming off the torn ACL, and Jamison Williams tore his ACL in January. You know, Beckham's not even back yet. He tore it in February. Mm-hmm. So I just... Well, we don't know that, though. We don't know what? That Beckham oh, is not Oh, back. oh, okay, you're right. He's been, he was fully cleared a couple of weeks ago, I guess, according to... Uh, Beckham could walk on a field tomorrow. Probably. Yeah, uh, but just remember, you're not, you know, just downgrade probably what you think of Jamison Williams. The, the, with the, the timeline is actually better for Jamison than comparison to Gallup and Godwin. Those guys agreed. Yes. Um, a little longer rest and okay. Younger. We're for 11 months removed for Jamison. Do you guys feel like Traylon Burks has must start potential? Do you feel like Jamison Williams has must start potential? They both do. I think, Burke, I think, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say Burks more. So I think both of them more so in like, Think of them as like flexes. If if everything is right with Jamison Williams and he gets the type of target volume that we saw Traylon Burks get last week, he'll be better. Just period, end of story. He will be the better fantasy wide receiver. I've had a lot of conflicting thoughts about Burks because he had those two deep catches, and I don't really want to rely on Burks for that, but you can't deny that the Titans, it's two weeks in a row now where they've implemented deep balls in their offense, and it's worked for them. And if Burks is going to be their number one receiver and they're going to take some shots downfield on top of giving Burks short area targets, which is what he was known for coming out of Arkansas, then I think he could work his way into must-start status. Even in a deeper two-wide receiver, one-flex league, I think he could get there. And I think Jamison could too. Jamison is an awesome lottery ticket because he's just got that deep ball potential and he's a good catch-and-run guy as well, being added to an offense that needs that. They're not getting that out of DJ Chark. They don't have Josh Reynolds healthy at this point. Everybody knows the potential that Jamison Williams has. Absolutely worth that claim and absolutely worth maybe 10% of your fab, your starting fab, to get him and to stash him and to see what happens. The thing with with Burks, you know, and you get a lot of, he had a 51-yard catch at the end of the game. Take that out. Still had six for 50 on seven targets prior to that. You throw in the last target. That's 14 targets in his last two games, and that's after a four-game absence with a toe injury. We don't know where he would have been had he played all those games, You know, had he been building towards something. This is a team I think that you're seeing evolve, which is nice to see because I think they realize yeah. after a couple of failed playoff runs that they can't just rely on Derrick Henry to get them where they want to go. It's a great defense. It's a great run game. They need to have that next element. And so you know, does Traylon Burks provide that for them? He's the best bet. You know, Robert Woods is also worth a look. He's got 14 targets his last two games too. You know, So deeper leagues is not a – horrible situation to pivot back to him um, because they're trying, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to throw the ball with a little bit more regularity, which is, you know, I, I think needed for their long-term goals. Mm, we all need to I be regular. Need, I guess it needs to be said that Burks over Williams, if you can only get one of them, right? I mean, they're the, Jameson may not play for another three weeks. You know, it's, it's just, they open the window, you know? Right. So, yeah, you know, you're, you're talking about, 
I'm sorry? Burks over Williams, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm just making sure. Yeah, no. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, all right, let's 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 uh, finish up here. Jamie, real quick, give me your 30-second thoughts on the Chiefs wide receivers because there are a lot of moving parts here. I'll lean towards Sky more, assuming everybody's out, assuming no Juju, no uh, Juju, no Juju, and no um, Tony because yeah. uh, Harden's out for four games or three more games. Uh, I would lean towards Sky more over Justin Watson and MBS. I don't know what the hell is going on with MBS. You know, that was just a disaster. One catch for 18 yards. Um, That's MBS. More has more targets, more has more upside. Um, you know, I, I hope that he's now the the Hardman Tony fallout, you know, the guy that's going to be sort of the gadget player for them as well. So Watson, I think, could, you know, have the huge potential play, you know, big play capabilities. He, he has that. He's shown us that. But Sky Moore, I think, is going to get more targets. So I'll lean toward that. And do you guys think Demarcus Robinson could become a, a truly reliable number two or number three wide receiver, or is he just going to be kind of boomer bust? No, I, I think Dave laid it out right. You know, I, I don't think he's going to be reliable in that sense. So that's that's something that you should remove from your vocabulary when it comes to really any Ravens receiver for the rest of the season. But okay. he's clearly become the de facto number one guy, you know, number two in terms of passing option because Mark Andrews is going to be the best guy there. But Devin DuVernay not evolved into that guy. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Jackson evolves into that guy. I don't think they have that guy on their roster. And so by default, Lamar Jackson's connection with Demarcus Robinson in two of the last three games is something to buy into. So as a number three receiver, I think you can take the chance on starting him this week. Are you excited to add any of the following players? Excited to add Nico Collins, Mac Hollins, Julio Jones, Zay Jones. Very rhymy here. Nico Collins, Mac Hollins, Julio Jones, Zay Jones. Jones rhymes with Jones, right? Richie James. <laughs> Jones Jones. Um, excited to add any of them, Dave, Nico, Mac, Julio, Zay, Richie James, Zay a little bit in full PPR as a bench receiver, but he's like waiver claim number four this week. If I need a wide receiver. So I'm not very excited. Would I take him over Demarcus Robinson? For example, I think I would, but it's, it's not with enthusiasm. Okay. And Nico Collins, just want to point out, his playing time has really increased. He's been over 77% of the snaps in four straight healthy games. He was not doing that earlier on in the season. Um, all right, uh, tight ends, tight ends. Dawson Knox has a great matchup this week at Detroit. Uh, and David Njoku didn't play much last week, but you can still hopefully buy into him facing the Bucks, who are 25th against tight ends. They've been kind of up and down. Darren Waller, you can stash. Jamie, are you excited to add Evan Ingram this week? Jawan Johnson, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, Foster Morrow. I feel like it's kind of a crappy week, but what do you think about these guys? You have them Ingram, Jawan Johnson, Austin Hooper, Logan Thomas, Foster Morrow. It's definitely a crappy week. You know, I, I think you look at uh, Ingram and just hope that what he was doing prior to the bye week is something that, you know, is sustainable coming off the bye week. Uh, not an easy matchup, like you said, against the Ravens, but, you know, at least the targets have been somewhat consistent. Jawan Johnson, you're hoping he finds the end zone, you know, so when you're talking about tight under bus type of guys right now, he's a leader in the clubhouse uh, over the last mm-hmm. month. And then uh, Foster, how do you pronounce his last name? Morrow. <laughs> All right, Foster Moreau. Um, <laughs> no. When he's taking on the Seahawks, you can take a look. <laughs> <laughs> you can take a look at, uh, I thought you with the game of the week notes music. No. Um, it's, it's, no, that's uh, only me. It's, you're based on the, on the matchup there because Seattle has been so bad against tight ends, so. You know, he he was a huge disappointment against the Broncos, but that's a tougher matchup. The Seahawks, not exactly the same thing. Yeah. 
No, okay. No, uh, no Taysom Hill love. We did, uh, we did I mean, like you know, you can. Well, I just, the article I read was on ESPN.com. I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize just how much he got in there. He had nine carries. So it just seems like they're going to make it. At what it, point it, of the game were those nine carries? I think sprinkled in throughout. You know, I, I uh, you know what? Like, I want to check Andy Dalton's snap count. Don't usually check quarterback snap counts because you know they usually play about a hundred percent. They're gonna get destroyed by the same. Uh, the, the Andy Niners. Dalton played seventy percent of the snaps. He was off the field for thirty percent of the snaps. I mean, they were intentionally getting Taysom Hill more involved. I just it's such a bad week for tight end. People are gonna be desperate. So I just want to throw the name out there. But okay, I understand. It's you. You couldn't have more downside than Taysom Hill. I mean, it's such two- a bad week by comparison for tight end. I think so. I think we've been more excited about the guy guys. Missing is is Pitts. Oh, I just meant the waiver wire tight ends. Not the not the all the tight ends. I meant the waiver. Yeah, the, I mean, I don't know. You think it's normal? I feel like there have been weeks where... You know, it's funny. I mean, the last two weeks, David Njoku's been more available, and I've been excited about him, and he's not played and had a terrible game. So, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't worry about that, though. That first game back with the high ankle sprain. Yeah. Yeah, he played something like 35% of the snaps. I, did, I, I was encouraged, while he did not play to his level of uh, normal production or even playing time, uh, there was the one catch where he tried to leap over the, le- you know, jump over the defender. So. He loves to leap. He's a leaper. But that, that, that shows me that he's probably back, and that, you know, that was the knock the rust off game. Dave, any thoughts on tight end this week? None that are any different than, than just what can, we've talked about. Can. Yeah, very much. <laughs> doesn't work unless it's the actual game of the week. Uh, I, I think Engram and Juwan Johnson are the most interesting. Who would you prefer? The tight end of the week, yeah. It's the tight end of the week. Yeah, Who's, who, who would you prefer, Ingram You need or a sad song, not a happy song for tight end of the week this week. Engram over Jawan Johnson, but both are low upside tight ends, preferably in PPR. I thought yeah, about... I'll take... Uh, oh. I'll take Juwan and non-PPR. I thought about, uh, I don't think I'm going to have the courage to do this, but recording an acoustic version of the game of the week with my guitar. It's the it's the game of the week. Like just getting very somber. But now Any I'm opportunity gonna... for you to sing. Yeah, and play. All right, DSTs, we love it! So Randy, Randy Newman would love the DSTs this week. Um, the Chiefs, the Steelers, <laughs> pretty random... Uh, the Broncos. The Chiefs get the Rams with probably without Stafford. They're getting a lot of sacks lately. The Steelers get the Colts. They are they are a layup. Every week, the Colts are a good matchup. The Broncos get the Panthers, another great matchup. The Dolphins get the Texans. Every DST has done well against the Texans this year. And the Buccaneers get the Browns. You should be able to find a good DST off waivers. Cameron Dicker, Ryan Suckup, Joey Sly, Jason Sanders, Matthew Wright, at kicker and uh, what's mighty peas? Yes, yes, I would. Jawan Bentley, linebacker for the Patriots. He's had 10 and nine tackles in each of his past two games. He's the best one that I can find in our IDP leagues. J. Ron Curse, defensive back for the Cowboys. He's had he's had like four good games. Uh, that have been productive for leagues where tackles count. I'd go get him. Looks like Will Harris is going to continue to have a role in the secondary for the Lions. And Rodney McLeod, back in the starting lineup for the Indianapolis Colts. Wiley veteran, who's been giving you decent points in IDP leagues. I'd go after Will Harris or, or J. Ron Curse first. Curse ahead of Harris. 
Let me do the and drop. Uh, Marcus Williams also could return soon for the Ravens, so that's another guy to keep an eye. Let me do the drop meter real quick here. Uh, DJ Moore. DJ Moore. He's droppable. I'd like to see what how he plays with Darnold or when Walker comes back. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. It's like I like to I see how he does with Baker. I like to see how he does with PJ Walker. I like to see how he does no, no, with Darnold. No. I like to see him. On I don't a new want to team. see him with Baker anymore. I've had enough I'd of like that. I like to see him on a new team already. Yeah, uh, Darnell Mooney. Like to see him with more, Patrick Mahomes. Don't drop Darnell Mooney. We're you know, uh, Allen Robinson, eighty-six percent rostered. Seven. I think you can. I think he's definitely droppable. I'd drop him before more. Uh, Tyler Higby. Who has the worst quarterback? <laughs> Depends on who the quarterback is for the Panthers. Higby's droppable in non PPR. Yeah. How about that? Four for forty-five is going to win you a week. One one of these weeks. <laughs> James Robinson, ninety percent. I'd hold through the quarterback change. Agreed. Greg Dulcich. Um, in- I'd hold through the quarterback change. <laughs> Ingram or Ingram or Dulcich. Ingram. I'd move to Ingram. Juwan Johnson. Juwan Johnson, too. Yeah. Over Dulcich. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we got a couple minutes left. Quick thoughts on San Francisco 38, Arizona 10. Jimmy Garoppolo with 33.4 fantasy points. Everybody. You know that whole storyline about uh, who would be left out? No one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Juwan Jennings. I mean, what did Ayuk have? Four targets. He caught two two catches. They were both touchdowns. That's how everyone gets gets involved, right? Um, Nailed a photographer in the you know where with the football. <laughs> I did not see that. I have got to see that. Wow! On the first touchdown, right in the cylinder of sensitivity. I think it was first touchdown. <laughs> um, all right. What are your any big takeaways here? I mean, it's now two weeks of McCaffrey not having huge games because Elijah Mitchell is there. So take that for what it's So I made a great trade in the the IDP league. Oh, and you got still love that. I traded him for Aaron Jones and Brady. I was a genius. I told told you at the time, I said, when Elijah Mitchell comes back, they're going to split carries (laughs) evenly. (laughs) Uh, They did not. I mean, the only thing McCaffrey was missing was touchdown. They did split carries, but not touches and not playing time. With Garoppolo uh, in the game, one of the, uh, played 70% of the snaps. One of the 49ers so, beat writers say that Kyle Shannon took a page out of Bill Walsh's book, which I think it makes a ton of sense, is throw to score, run to win. They were oh, very yeah. pass-happy in the first half and very run-happy in the second half. Mm-hmm. So that, that's good for Mitchell if you expect them to win. It's just you still look at this team and, and you say there are too many mouths to feed. I mean, they're not all going to score. De- Debo Samuel had 37 yards and a touchdown rushing. He scored on a reverse, basically, or end yeah. around, whatever it was. It was a, a tremendous fluky. play, and that's the Cardinals. I mean, look, the Cardinals are bad yards after catch, but that's basically the same thing, right? I mean, they just can't tackle anyone. Right, you called that. Yeah, I, I thought Debo would have a good game. Uh, he had nine targets. Ayuk only had four. He scored two touchdowns. Kittle, you know, played Arizona, but... Do you feel any differently about them this week than you did last week? I don't think you're you're changing how you're putting them in your lineups. Nobody's benching Debo Samuel at this point. Nobody is probably benching Brandon Ayuk at this point, you know, coming off the stretch of games that he's had. And then Kittle plays a position where you got to be pretty lucky to have somebody better than him. You know, maybe you picked up Dalton Schultz after he was dropped earlier in the season, yeah. or, you know, uh somebody 
you know, you traded for somebody when Kittle was struggling or banged up early in the year. So, you know, I, I think you, you just have to treat it as there's going to be games like we saw two weeks ago where both Kittle and, and Debo were bad. There's going to be mm-hmm. a week where Ayuk is bad. There's going to be a week where probably uh, another week or two where all three of them are great. You know, so it's an offense. I think they're the best team in the NFC. And so you look at the way that yes. they're, they're, they're probably going to pummel some teams, the Saints this week in particular. Uh, it's it's going to be an opportunity for all of them to, you know, eat. And so hopefully, um, you know, they all get their 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 turkey and, and sides aplenty on Thanksgiving weekend. <laughs> Dave, for the Cardinals, the thing about Hopkins, Ugh. I don't know if you'd notice, but he's awesome. But uh, James <laughs> Conner, James Conner got the goal line touchdown. He only had two yeah. catches, but this there's no way he was going to have a good rush average against the 49ers, but he's gotten a touchdown now in uh, in two straight games. I don't think he's going to have a good rushing average against anybody except the Chargers, who he happens to play next week. So I'm excited to watch him in that game. He was awful. He had four runs of four-plus yards and five runs of one yard or fewer. Yeah, the offensive line's bad. He's not explosive. He's just physical. You hope he finds the end zone. I do like his chances to be uh, to return as like a top 15-ish running back in PPR this week. So happy to have Connor in my lineup for at least one week, and then he goes on by. Uh, and yeah, you're right, DeAndre Hopkins, pretty good. Don't see his targets going away, no matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the opponent is, no matter what the situation is. Uh, must start fantasy wide receiver. Everybody knew that already. Do they have any other must starts? Uh, Kyler, when he's healthy, I guess he would qualify. Marquise Brown, if he gets back into his target share. But that would probably cost the slot receivers slash tight ends getting their targets when Brown comes back. That's my prediction, is that Brown goes back to like eight targets per game. Hopkins gets his dozen. Everybody else gets scraps. Okay. Thanks, guys. Good show. We'll talk to you tonight. We got a live stream, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll see you there. And then tomorrow with some trade talk and hopefully some schedule talk. And Thursday, you know, normal schedule, except no live stream, uh, no 2 p.m. live stream on Thursday. We will be stuffing our faces. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.